The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Here is a question I received from Amanda. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I just started therapy, and two sessions in, I feel like I'm having a panic attack just thinking about my therapist or therapy. I'm feeling worse than before I started. I can't eat. I'm physiologically ill since my second session. Not sure if this is good. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, Amanda, first, it's not the best situation to be in. It's very common to feel anxious, though, going to a therapist. And uh, what you want to do is notice what's going through your mind. When we feel anxious, when any of us feel anxious, there are thoughts. And at the moment, you may not be able to access them. But if you just gently say to yourself, what's going through my mind, what thoughts, what images, what's really eating at me, you might discover that there are questions you have about your therapist. Now, let's assume that your therapist is a woman. It could be either, and this would apply to both. You may be just having thoughts such as, will I like her? Will she get me? Will she be critical of me like my mom or my dad or my sister? Will she really be able to help me or am I just wasting my time? What should I expect? So you may be having very anxiety-provoking thoughts and expectations that it will be a negative experience. And you also may have a different area of thoughts. It can be scary to think about the process of therapy. And you might be thinking to yourself, Oh, what will I learn about myself? What if I find out that I'm truly unlovable? Or what if what my brother's been calling me all these years a loser is really true? And that's what my therapist tells me. And what if my sister is right? I'm a mean person. Or what if uh, I'm a shy person and other people can change, but I can't change, even with my therapist's help? And oh my gosh, what if my therapist gives me a scary diagnosis? And um, what if I tell my therapist my deepest thoughts? Will she tell anybody else? I don't want that. So when you're approaching therapy, you want to coach yourself before sessions differently so that you can at least deal with the anxiety around therapy. And I've got three tips for you. First, you want to put yourself in the driver's seat. Instead of what would the therapist think of me, you want to say, Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. First, you want to put yourself in the driver's seat. Instead of what would the therapist think of me, you want to say, hey, man, this is like shopping for a dress or shopping for a new car or shopping for even uh, good fruit. I want the good fruit. On it. I don't want the ones, the, the apples that have brown spots on them. So you want to do, imagine yourself going into therapy and you are in the driver's seat. You're evaluating whether your therapist is a good fit, fit for you. Not every therapist is a good fit for every client. And there are some therapists that are better than others. 
course. And so you want to ask, is my therapist warm, engaging? Do I feel at home with her? Or, and this happens sometimes, does your therapist seem distant and critical? And uh, is it someone that I need to leave? You may be getting signals that you need to tend to. The anxiety might not just be in quotes all in your head, you know, something that's not based in fact, but it could be that the person isn't the right fit for you. So you are choosing an important person to help you. This is you're looking at your own mind and you don't have to please the therapist and you don't want the, the view that you're being looked at under a microscope. If you don't like her, you do what you would do if you had a bad hairdresser. You change hairdressers, or in this case, change therapists. So that's the first point. Put yourself in the driver's seat. If she's warm and engaging, uh, stay tuned because you could enjoy the therapy very much and gain a tremendous amount from her. If she's not, and it's not just a one-day thing, uh, it isn't just that she had a bad day, uh, then you might want to uh, consider moving to a different therapist. The second point. If you do like your therapist, give it at least two more sessions because unfortunately during the first session or two, we, we do a lot of paperwork as therapists and it's unfortunate some, some of us can get paperwork a little bit in advance or give people paperwork to take home and bring back, but we need to gather history, we need to know about what medications you're on, what, um, what's happened in your past, and so there, and we also need to set an agenda with you. So there is a lot of uh, more paperwork and you may not get to the core issues right away and you may feel like oh this isn't working it, you do need you, you try the third and fourth sessions um, the third point I want to give you the third tip is to share your anxiety with your therapist I've had clients walk into my office for the first time and they tell me uh, I am so nervous. Can you see it? You know, I just feel like I'm going to cry now or I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. I couldn't sleep all last week thinking about coming here. I'm so anxious. And so guess what I do with the paperwork? I set it aside. I temporarily, you know, I might get their name and address and phone numbers, contact information, but I help them work through some of their fears because you can't do anything if, if the person doesn't feel at home. So you can the therapist can work with you to give you maybe some skills right off the bat in the first or second session to help you deal with the specific anxiety of coming into the therapist. It may not take away all your anxieties, but you might be able to see that there's a method to deal with anxiety that I find helpful. So again, I wouldn't give up on therapy. Either change therapist or reframe it so that you're in the driver's seat or share your anxiety. And I would say definitely any and share your anxieties with the therapist. Even if it's a bad therapist, it's good for the therapist to get that feedback. Now, that's not putting yourself on the spot. You, there's no duty to have to do that. That's only if you think um, that that you want to stay to give her that feedback and if you're comfortable with that and it would give you some closure. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. One reason why partners should communicate constantly is that partners often assume their loved one is or should be a mind reader and then become annoyed when their partner doesn't know what they're thinking or feeling. 
Also, conversation can be threatening. Partners sometimes believe that their loved ones won't understand what they're saying or that it will be ignored or rejected. Maybe they're afraid or embarrassed about disclosing what they want or how they feel. Giving in to fear and keeping silent will undermine their closeness and cause them to feel less visible and more distant from one another. Partners need encouragement before and during communication and positive feedback afterward. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.